this week we want to talk about mental health, um, knowing your boundaries, self-care, and work-life balance. So, Vanessa, what comes to mind when you hear the words mental health? Mm, mm. I guess sort of, well, number one, self-care, I think, comes to mind. Um, The other thing that comes to mind is like, how I keep saying I'm going to look for a therapist and every week I I succeed in not looking for a therapist. <laughs> and then I try to remind myself not to be guilty about it. You know, like, don't feel guilty that you didn't try to take care of your long-term mental health. You know, every, every day that you, you get up is a win, but also like, I know what I need to do to make the long-term investment. And I just keep putting it off. But I think that's also another sort of like manifestation of the fact that like my mental health is at like not a 100% right now but that doesn't mean that it can't be eventually or that even 100% is the goal you know Mm -hmm. yeah what about you what comes to mind when you hear the words mental health I I just sighed I just sighed (laughs) you know I when I think of mental health I really I struggle because I feel like growing up, it just, I wasn't like allowed to, to feel, to, to be emotional, to, to have a reaction, to vent. I, you know, like even now as an adult, like I'm not allowed, my mom made a, made a point. Like when we talk about things, she said, you're not allowed to complain about anything around me. And I go, okay, um, anything. And it includes anything from dishes from chores from work from my personal life you know and then she'll ask me sometimes like hey like you seem kind of down like what's going on you never talk to me I'm like how am I supposed to feel I'm like what (laughs) (laughs) that's mixed messages (laughs) so to me mental health is so complicated because I just I, 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 I crave it. I don't, I want to know what it is. I want to understand it. And I, I just want to take care of my mind. But I feel like when you don't have a supportive, you know, system in place from loved ones and caregivers, I, I, it takes a toll. And then you grow up and th- no wonder, gee, no wonder people think that I'm too blunt or no wonder people think that I'm too like, you know, emotionalist or things like this. And I'm like, I, I can't help it. I was born and bred to be a rock (laughs) (laughs) we uh, I think that's kind of a perfect segue into one of the subjects that we wanted to hit in this episode which is toxic positivity um and this idea of like you know oh don't don't bring that sort of energy you know if you're being negative then it's all going to be negative which is like I think it's a balance, you know, admittedly, yes, if your attitude about everything is just straight up negative, obviously, everything will seem negative. But, but also, we should be grounded in in the reality that like, for some people, a lot of shit is just really shitty. And that, you know, that doesn't mean that they like, should be saying, you know, like, trying to slap on a smiley face and, and, you know, just walk around and act like nothing's wrong. Because clearly, if something's wrong, and you're trying to act like it's not, then like you're you're gonna break. For me, I think sometimes like I laugh nervously. It's because I'm broken. Like not in the sense that I'm like you know, oh, but it's like what you were saying earlier. Like you can break. Like it's just there's no other better or appropriate way to respond to these kinds of feelings and these pressures that you're going through. 
but um, we'll, we can go into more examples. I just want to share with our listeners that like, you know, what like the formal definition would be. And I, I just looked this up on psychology today. I, it's my go-to sometimes. So according to psychology today, the phrase toxic positivity quotes refers to the concept that keeping positive and keeping positive only is the right way to live your life. It means only focusing on positive things and rejecting anything that may trigger negative emotions. And I, uh, ooh, one of the reasons why this is like not, you know, why toxic positivity is toxic is like, <laughs> like we mentioned before is if you, you know, try to just quote unquote soldier on and just, you know, like think yourself into a better position. It's, it's not going to happen. No offense. Um, I mean, I a hundred percent believe that like, you know, I guess you can manifest like I will get, I mean, I don't think it's going to, you know, like you just literally thinking like, oh, I'm going to find a dog in a dog shelter that fits my lifestyle perfectly is going to, you know, like magically make things happen. But if you keep saying that to yourself and then you make goals and then you hit those goals and then reach that final step of I found the dog, then like obviously that positive mindset helped you out. But toxic positivity would be like – um the example that kind of came to mind last night when uh, Jacenny and I were sort of thinking about this was Pix the Pixar movie Inside Out. And if you haven't seen mm -hmm. that movie, I highly recommend it. Um, if you haven't seen it and you intend to see it and you, I guess, don't want to don't want any spoilers, um, skip ahead like <laughs> four minutes because I'm going to spoil the shit out of this movie. Um, but basically, basically, the movie is about a little girl who um, is going through a life transition and the movie is sort of central, centrally focused inside of her head and based on the emotions uh, that exist there. And the two stars of the show or of the movie are joy and sadness. And in the beginning, joy is like in control of everything and she loves it. You know, she's like everything is joyful. Every experience is joyful and every memory is coded in pure joy. And then this huge life-altering thing happens, and then she, the, the little girl is sad, and sadness takes over the, the controls in headquarters. And then the movie is pretty much Joy trying to, you know, like, like take control back and be like, no, we got to be positive. And, you know, you're kind of – like – <laughs> and it's really interesting because this movie came out before – the phrase toxic positivity was as mainstream or breaking into the mainstream because, um, you know, as just any pointed out, not everybody has heard of this phrase, um, yeah. but the, it was less mainstream than it was back when this movie came out, I think in 2014 ish, 15. Anyway, it's I think like we didn't have that phrase of toxic positivity. Um, but that's what this movie was, was this the idea that joy trying so hard to, to be in control of everything and to have total power through something off balance and kept things off balance. And it wasn't until uh, she realized that, you know, it's okay to be sad and that it's necessary to be sad sometimes to process your emotions and to help make you a more resilient person and to help make you a more empathetic person so that when you see someone else going through a hard time, you know how to be there for them, or you can even just like maybe you don't even know what to say, but you can literally just say, I know there are no words, so I'm just going to sit with you. You know, um, another example that I thought of 
when thinking about uh, toxic positivity was the episode of Parks and Rec. And this, again, it was before toxic positivity was like really made, you know, more mainstream than it was in like 2014. But um, Anne Perkins is pregnant and she just wants, she spends the whole episode complaining and she's, then she gets even more frustrated because her partner you know, won't listen to her complaints. He just tries to fix her problems. You know, she's like, I'm bloated. And then he's like, let me make you, you know, a smoothie that'll help fix that. Or she's just like, my feet are swelling. He's like, let me, let me rub them. And she's just so confused. Like, why can't I just accept that my partner is trying so hard to make me happy? Like, why am I still so annoyed? And then someone else points out to her, like, you need, you know, sometimes when you are complaining, you're just looking for an empathetic person to say, that really sucks. (laughs) <laughs> and that's it, you know, yeah. like, like, have you like, and I think it's, I don't know, like, on the one hand, just sending with your mom, like being like, don't bring that negativity around me. Part of me wants to think like, is that just her way of sort of keeping her own mental balance and just like health and just like, just yeah, I really I can't, I can't be brought down. But at, and you know, her just drawing her boundary, but at the same time, like, yes, please respect your boundaries, mom. And like, let me know how I can respect them. But at the same time, like if I have something I want to come to you with, and then I don't come to you with it. And then you, you know, later say to me, like, why didn't you come to me with that? It's like, well, because you told me not to. (laughs) See, when I think of mental health, I think of the negative. I don't even think of the positive. I don't think of like healing. I don't think of anything of that. I'm learning to think of the good things that encompass mental health, that maybe for me it might the term might be more mental well-being that kind of that wording that word choice probably helps me a little bit more. that's so interesting because like I kind of feel like that's sort of I don't know like that's boomer culture no is just this idea that like oh mental health is something for crazy people but like it's it's literally just your well-being your well-being at the mental state (laughs) you know like the same way that like I don't know, you want to make 30 minutes for your day just to go for a physical walk. Well, that might kill two birds with one stone. That also gives you some Zen time if you decide not to listen to to anything for 30 minutes or maybe listening to something for 30 minutes, like the the daily news or this podcast is, you know, <laughs> is, is something that like for you is recharging and energizing, but like for some people might not be. And that's, you know, maybe that's not a part of their mental health regimen, but for some people it is. I'm looking at your question. How do we avoid being toxically, toxically positive to the people in our lives and to ourselves? I don't know me. I I just, you know, me, I'm always just like, I'm just going to stay quiet. I can't waste my breath, my energy. I I don't want to hurt people's feelings or I don't know what to do. I'm always, I overthink. That's my problem. (laughs) But I guess like, I don't know. I, hmm. I want to process this. At least my I want to address what you said, but I also want to say what I, at least I, how I try to check my positive, my toxic positivity. Cause I think it's sort of, it's, it's kind of ingrained in our culture just because we were raised by a generation that was raised by people that didn't believe that mental health, well-being and health were a thing at all, even no offense to boomers, but like a lot of times I'll get, I'll get, I don't know, I'll have interactions with a quote unquote, you know, trademark boomer and They'll be, they'll be, you know, telling me about their problems, like this is work related. And I'm thinking of one particular person who's been calling my office, and she's just having a shit time trying to navigate 
government and um, social services and stuff to the point where I called um, Michelle, our, our mutual friend, your, your pal that you introduced me to. I won't shout out her last name because we're oh. like literally to the point I called her because I was like literally government and social services are not set up for like literally hand, li someone needs to hold this woman's hand as she applies to shit. And, and you're doing that right now at, at the library. And do you mind if if she hits you up and she was like, I'm happy to help. And I was like, of course you're, cause you're an amazing human being. Oh, um, but yeah, yeah, she's amazing. I know. Um, but anyway, so, um, but this particular <laughs> woman who's having a really hard time, she's just looking for social services for her spouse. And, you know, she's like, she's crying on the phone with me, literally on the phone for like half an hour. I shit you not half an hour, at least to the point where my coworkers were like, do you want me, you know, to quote unquote, there's a zoom call you need to be on or something. And I said, no, it's, you know, it's fine. I just need to keep taking notes. Um, but anyway, at the end of our conversation, like my, my first conversation with this woman, I said, you know, here are some, here's some of my suggestions to, to call, but, um, on a different note, do you want a phone number that you can call so that you can just talk to someone, just vent about your feelings, just have someone listen. And she said, mm -hmm. no, I'm not the one who needs help. I'm fine. It's my spouse that needs help. And I was just like, bitch, but you, you literally what? spent half an hour crying to me. <laughs> like, you're not fine. You know, you're not fine. Like, why do you, yeah. why do you think you, you, you know, you need to keep being positive? You're not, you know, you're, something is so wrong in your life. You're allowed to be upset and you're allowed to like, go talk to other people about that. Not me, but like, go talk to somebody about that, you know? And I think yeah. one of the ways I try to check my my sort of toxic positive reactions to people telling me about really upsetting things in their lives is just, well, number one, giving myself time to to in, to digest what it was they are saying, and number two, yeah, to like not immediately try to fix things for them. That, thank you for saying that. I, I felt that. Like, I felt that so much. Like, I know, like, I feel like I'm gonna, like, cry right now. But, like, I know that sometimes I, like, I feel really bad sometimes that I come off certain ways or that I just shut myself out from the world and I go MIA. But it's like, it's, you said, like, you know, like, I have like a thousand I can't even explain it's like that choir that it's like music like it's like everything that it's just noises and suddenly I hear everything suddenly I can hear the birds and like I can hear a dog that's like miles away suddenly I'm replaying a conversation that happened to me when I was a kid or things like everything is just sort of piling up into my mind and not only that then I get a stomach ache and then I get a headache and then it's like all of these things are happening at once and it's like people that want to fix what's wrong with me you cannot you cannot i'm give me time to process it no i'm not helpless you know people that need that time they're not i'm not helpless we're pointing at each other knowingly like just <laughs> for the listeners at home <laughs> but i i like yes <laughs> like Agree. I think that's part of what makes toxic positivity so toxic. It just assumes that like you are helpless and that like you you complaining is you asking people for help when really it's just like I just need someone to to just literally to just I just need to know that I'm not the only human being existing thing that that can you know I just I just need someone to hear it 
even if it goes one ear and out the other and for them to just shake their heads and say, holy shit, that sucks. Yeah. Or even just, yeah. even just, I, I know that feeling. I hate it too. Do you want to watch TV with me? <laughs> like, <laughs> or even just like, even, you know, like just, just straight up empathizing or just straight up, you know, thinking about like it literally <laughs> taking the five seconds it takes to think if this was happening to me, what would I want other people to take from me telling them about it? You know, not necessarily what do I want other people to do for me if this was me, you know, complaining or I mean, I don't know, you you. I think you might not even have to put yourself in another person's shoes, you know, like, because everyone is so different. You don't, you know, like, if yeah. literally if that was, I don't know, like, like, maybe for some people complaining is straight up how they ask for help. But like, if that's it, then communicate, say like, my stomach hurts. Mm -hmm. And I would like some some Tums. Do you have any? That's that's how you <laughs> express a request. That's a request. You saying my stomach hurts does nothing for anyone. It literally just oh that really sucks. <laughs> like, that's how I will respond to you. I mean, if I have Tums, I'll <laughs> offer Tums. But like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I hope you're all grownups and can use your discerning, you know, your own judgment and just decide like, when is someone complaining an actual request for help? And when is it just they need someone to listen and to say, that really stinks? Yeah, you know what, I think, you know, I learned something from you right now, I think I'm gonna start that with like, you know, my sister, my mom, and my other sister, Maria, if you're listening to this, I love you. You're literally my sister. And I'm so sorry that I, you know, there were so many breaks in our friendship where we've like, I guess, quote, broken up. But it's because I was going through so much that I just, you know, I, I did that MIA thing again. And like, I feel really badly about that. But maybe it's like, I can communicate with them with my sister with with Maria with my mother and say to them, listen, like, I'm feeling X, Y, and Z. And um, can you just give me a hug? Or is it okay if you can just, you know, like, call me every day at this specific time, just to sh or share a meme or make me laugh? That's all I need. The end. Like, I don't need you asking me, are you feeling okay? What's going on? Or you're never talking to me like that. To me, that's a lot of things. And I can't process that yet. That's you respecting your boundaries. If you you, you express <laughs> that, that's you respecting your boundaries. And, and also because you were able to process that about yourself, you might be able to apply that knowledge to other relationships and be like, this person needs their boundaries respected. So I will back off. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you at home that aren't yeah. looking at our, at our sort of document of like trying to keep ourselves on track. Um, number five is, are you familiar with self-care and do you make time for it? I am familiar with self-care and I do make time for it. I actually make it my goal. Like I do like a daily goals, weekly goals, like journaling it to me, I consider self-care. I do that every single morning. I make sure that I write for at least 15 minutes. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Every morning before. That's why I love waking up early only to write and then I'll go back to sleep. I, I want to try doing more things like with reading. Like I, I was just talking to a coworker and I was just like, I'm really disappointed that it's been taking me literally a month to finish reading one book. I'm reading Mexican Gothic and I'm so mad that I'm still only like three, like know, one, I only finished one quarter of it. And I'm like, I got to finish reading this before the Hulu series comes out. Cause they're, you know, they're making it into a Hulu okay, series. What? Yeah. No, before I could even read the book. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. And like, I try to work out. I try really hard to just like, I consider this self self care ready. Like at work, I actually, as soon as it's, you know, 12, 15 time to go to lunch, I walk out, I take myself away from that work area and I go into the work, you know, the lunchroom and I sit there and I, do not think about work. Do not do work for that. That 45 minutes is mine, 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 mine. That's self-care for me. And I feel like that's really made me so much happier at work. Yeah, that shit is a hundred percent self-care, but it's also just respecting labor laws. Like you're literally just respecting (laughs) what, you know, our four mothers and fathers fought for and, you know, four people, because like some people don't consider them mothers, but like, you know, literally people have, literally and the fact that you're like i'm respecting my 45 minutes is like bitch that's not just self-care that's literally like you taking your human rights (laughs) (laughs) and i i will say that as somebody who who blows right through her lunch sitting at the fucking desk and like i say it's because you know we don't like it sucks because like i'm back in the office unfortunately um but admit admittedly though I work (laughs) I work so much better in the office just because like I need to delineate you know like this is my workspace this is my you know my home space and even when I was working from home over the summer I would go upstairs and I set up shop every day I have a perfectly fine office like home office in my room but in you know that's like that's for me paying my bills and shit that's for me you know like typing my my personal emails and you know, scrolling for Facebook on my laptop. Like that's, that's what that desk is for. But like upstairs is where I would, I would literally, I had like a, a fucking briefcase that I was like taking upstairs to like set up shop. Um, but I'm back in the office. We don't have a lunchroom. We don't even have a kitchenette. It's literally just like a desk with a microwave. And sometimes you can plug in a, a little thing. And we use this like bathroom to wash our dishes it's disgusting um and it's like literally just because the person who had this office before us liked the look I don't know like really liked the windows or something it's just it's so horrible because like we don't have a lunchroom a proper lunchroom and like because it's COVID still it's not like I can just go you know go to like the library or like I mean I think I probably could now that I think about it but even rude to go to the library and be like I'm gonna eat my lunch here and you know do whatever it is I do on my lunch break like no and I can't go into my car because it's like 30 degrees outside like ugh, I I'm done living in Canada like I don't need to do that anymore um you know it's not until the weather gets nicer that I can I can bring food outside and even then like today I had that three minute you know microwave ramen and it's it's not like I can just take the three minute microwave ramen to the nearest park, you know, like I have to eat it sitting down because it's soup. Um, So basically it's unless I go spend $15 on a sandwich in Sag Harbor, I'm not leaving the office for lunch. 
And it, I don't know, it's just, it's really like, we literally say it at every office meeting, like, oh, we got to start respecting our lunch times. And then there's absolutely zero respect for our lunch times from any of us in the office. And it's, I like, this is sort of like, that's toxic workplace culture. And that's like, that's also just like, yeah. just disrespectful of labor laws. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's true. Like, I, I keep thinking about like the old me. This is early on in my career where I just sometimes I wouldn't eat. Sometimes I would just say, no, this work is more important because if I don't do it, then who will? And I think someone said that to me. It might have been someone in my family. Like, if you don't get to work and do it yourself, then who will? Like, you got to, you know, you got to prove your worth sort of kind of thing. Which is just like, I don't like, um, I don't know. I I feel like there's a balance with that again. Like, I feel like there's a, literally there's a balance with everything. Like, yes, you should, you want to be a standout person and to be a leader and to be a standout, you literally have to put in more than you would if you, you know, didn't want those positions of leadership. But at the same time, like you shouldn't be sacrificing your lunch, your literal like time to decompress and to, to get back to work, you know, a better version, you know, to reset. Um, you shouldn't have to like stay in the office until 630. You shouldn't have to like volunteer to go to like a Saturday, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I just, I feel like you shouldn't be sacrificing your sort of personal life and your individuality to like achieve higher goals. But at the same time, like you have to give a little to get more don't right? Like, I don't know. I, yeah. Like, I think it's a fine balance. Yeah. I'm, I'm not the professional you should, <laughs> that should be, de- you know, dealing that <laughs> advice. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I think like, there's, there's definitely a balance. I just, I don't know what that, that looks like. But maybe, maybe that's mm. what, you know, to go back to our, our turning 30 episode, maybe that's something we figure out in our early 30s. There's, there's room to figure so. out. I don't know. It, it's just, it's really interesting. Cause like a lot of times, like the demands of my job make me think like, how the fuck could anyone hold this job and be like a new mother or, you know, like, or be an expecting <gasps> yeah. mother, um, be an existing mother. Like you don't even have to be like, you know, at home with a newborn. Like if you have like a sixth grader who needs to be picked up at three and like needs to get to karate at four and like needs help with their homework. It's like, how do you do that and have a career and make, and make sure that you're eating right and make sure you're sleeping enough. And like, there's just how. It's 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 really hard. So what about you? What do you do with for self care? I guess and do you make time to. for it? <laughs> like, I try. Um, I guess like for me personally, I try to avoid like putting it into my calendar, just because like I feel like when I do that, I've turned it into a chore. Oh, me too. I hate calendars. I hate schedules. I hate routine. I cannot function with those. Those things overwhelm me. You know what it is for me though? Like I do personally, I like my office calendar. I like that it says this, you know, from here to here, Vanessa is at a, like at a zoom learning about 
aquaculture or something, you know, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> which like, <laughs> I, admittedly, I do like that about my job. I like that I, I literally get to be an expert in something for 30 minutes <laughs> and then I get to forget everything <laughs> I've ever learned about it. <laughs> and then I get to move on to something else. Um, <laughs> but like, um, I, I think for me, schedules depends. Like for the, during the workday, work hours and shit, I need it. Um, for the weekends, I like to give myself little tasks. And actually, admittedly, even if like, for example, if there's a day in my office schedule where I'm not on the calendar for anything, I need a to-do list. I don't need a schedule for those to-do lists. I need a to-do list. I need to prioritize them. And then I, I need to feel myself crossing those things off because that helps me stay on track. I think that's also why I really like this document that we use. Um, but when I'm at home and I'm doing self-care, again, I do not, I don't want to schedule that. I do like to write down the things that I want to do. So for example, when I do decide like <laughs> in between bites of my food and scrolling through my emails and, you know, when I decide like I don't need to be Twitter doom scrolling right now, I go to, I, I have this little notebook mm. and I'll go in and write what I want to do after work. And sometimes it'll be things like draft an idea, a podcast episode idea with Jasenia or get, you know, paint my nails or um, I want to, I don't know, get these things off of my, my plate and make sure that my car registration is up to date, which I didn't write down and then I didn't do. And then I got a ticket for having a stupidly expired registration. And now I'm furious. Oh, no. but excuse me um <laughs> I just did a little <laughs> little silent burpee um <laughs> like maybe I'll say like I want to go for a walk or something you know um yeah so oh, I'll, I'll write like things that. that I want to do and then hopefully I'll have the energy to do them and then if I don't have the energy then I try not to beat myself up for it <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is I think for me the reason why I've been able to live without like writing lists or schedules is because I've always had people around me to remind me and also with work I guess this is my workaholic tendency but when I have things to do they tend to really stick in my mind enough so that like this morning we had like a meeting at 8 a.m and I was just like I was up instead of my regular like 6 a.m 6 30 a.m I was up at like 6 I was like I gotta get up I gotta get up I forgot why I have to get up but I have, I have to get up I'll remember once I start driving but I know I have to get up and then, that's so um, bananas <laughs> no <laughs> I, I try you know that remember, you know I was making a post-it of all the things that we had to do I was like okay you're gonna email jazz about this mm -hmm. we're gonna do this 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 I love post note I have no idea where it is it's gone I know I left it by my bedside I just don't know where I put it I guess it just I'm it's okay gone because I think we ended up doing what we needed to do anyway Be and you know what's funny I didn't make a list that time I was like we could wing it <laughs> like, <laughs> I will remember what needs to get done and then like I mean we did it like I, I um you know reached out reached out to Jazz we got that scheduled um I think that was that was pretty much it. That was that was my task and I remembered it. No, for for me I need like I need oh, I, I don't I don't think you've seen well I think you might have seen it, but I have a light bulb that is connected to my phone through Wi-Fi. I have an app and I can change the colors, I can change um I got mine at Lowe's, which Home Depot I think donated uh -huh. to Donald Trump and ever since then I was like fuck Home Depot. But also, I will admit, I still I just said, yeah, I'm so horrible. I've been meaning to confess. I still go to CVS. 
Valkyrie charm. But you know what? I'm still boycotting Goya because those motherfuckers are still like, oh, you know, Don't Beat This is still president, but it's like, ew, get out of here. Um, but this, I, what, the yeah, reason I brought up my light bulb is because I can set it so that it turns on and off at a certain time. And so I set it to like be as bright as it can be at six. 6.45, I think, was my wake-up time, but I think we talked about this yesterday. Daylight savings time is coming up. Daylight saving time, I can never pronounce it. Anyway, um, <laughs> and I remember <laughs> which way which way it goes now because um, of a fun little mnemonic device. In the fall, we fall back and we lose an hour. Oh, no, we gain an hour. <laughs> no, I don't remember it. And then in the spring, it we was. spring forward. Get it? Spring forward. And then that's when you lose time. You don't, you know, your time goes away, which means you're going to le- lose an hour of sleep on Monday. And that sucks. So I'm trying to sleep train myself now. And I'm using the light bulb because when it starts to get bright in my room, then I wake up. <laughs> so now I'm trying to wake up at like oh. six. I'm, I, I think I, today I woke up at like 6.15 just on my own. And then at 6.20, my alarm clock rang. Um. But I used that extra, you know, my my little extra time to go for a walk. And I'm trying, I'm hopefully, hopefully going to get into the routine of like my one mile walk every morning and then kind of bump that up and eventually get to the point where I can run three miles without huffing and puffing. That's my goal. Wow, that's so ad- admirable. You know, I'm working out too every day for 30 okay. minutes or more. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. That kind of, we sort of touched on number six. Do you prefer a routine or do you like your days looking really different from each other? And slash, do you adhere to a bedtime? No, I, I can't do routine. It's really difficult for me. I don't. I don't think I like it. I mean, I never really thought to myself, do I like doing this every single day? No, I never, but I just, because every day for me is so different, even though my work responsibilities are pretty okay, but it's probably because I've learned to sort of lock work with work. Like this is what is that needs to be done and then everything else. So, um, but, and then bedtime, I don't stick to a bedtime. I, I fall asleep when I fall asleep. Because, like, sometimes, like, it's just, it, I don't know what it is. Like, sometimes I'll wake, like I said, I'll be like, I have to wake up at six today. Why? I forgot. Okay, time to go. I'll remember. And then some days I'm like, oh, I'm really tired. I don't feel like going to sleep, though. My eyes are closed, but I'm not sleeping. I don't know what's going on. Or, like, sometimes I'll wake up at, like, four in the morning, and then I'll just have this urge to just, I don't know, do work or something or, like, watch something on YouTube or I remembered something and I want to read about it. I don't know. I'm just, I'm all over the place. I I feel you as far as like preferring to have my days look different from each other, just because it makes me feel less like that. Um, Do you remember that episode of SpongeBob when like, I don't remember exactly what it was, but there was this like little montage of this, that the little fish going from like waking up going in his car he's in his office he's staring out the window he wakes up he's in his car at the office staring at the window at home and then you know like just repeats itself or and then even that episode of um when squidward goes to the community and like he's like oh this place is perfect and he does the same thing every day for like more than a week and realizes that's not perfection this is maddening 
Exactly. His frown slowly just no. Exactly. And so, like for me, I I do like my days being different from each other. And as I mentioned before, I really like that I get to be like you know this mini expert in a million different things for as long as I need to know you know that that much about any one thing, and then I get to dump it as soon as we're done with whatever it is that you know that we're doing with that. but also at the same time, I do like, I do like some routine, you know, like I, I like knowing that at six o'clock, my mom is making dinner. And at seven, we can all watch Jeopardy together and eat dinner. <laughs> like, I like that. <laughs> um, I don't know that I can wake up and go for a walk every, every day from X time to X time, if I so choose. Um, but I guess that's not necessarily, I don't know, that's like, routine-ish I guess that I mean that is a routine sort of um but I don't know I I guess as far as bedtimes go I do I try to adhere to a bedtime I try my bedtime is 11 30 lights out like absolutely last call go like if you're not falling asleep to some ASMR video like bitch like (laughs) like turn it on now and (laughs) close your eyes (laughs) (laughs) no I, and yeah no I know you you do that you've said that yep. many times yep I know I'm mm-hmm. I, I think it's so funny <laughs> I've never heard of ASMR until like I don't remember exactly when you know like I don't think you I think you should probably seek a therapist for like sort of the way that you I don't know I wonder if therapists do like a sort of like yearly physical I don't know like I I wonder if that thing. is a service. That should, but at thing. the same time, like, I I think I've told you this a million times, Jasenia, but, like, one of the reasons that I am so hesitant to go look up a therapist is because the last time I had a therapist was literally, like, we did maybe one or two sessions. And the first session, she said something that put me off so bad. And the second session, I was like, okay, this is official. Like, I'm not coming back. Um, but she said, I, I was explaining microaggressions to her for some re- for whatever reason. I think, like, I guess because like a lot of my imposter syndrome comes from the idea that like a lot of people when I was younger made me feel like, oh, it's so cool that you're here because a lot of times people like you wouldn't be here. And it's like, okay, so should I be here? Like, you know, so um, I was explaining to her like why I sort of sometimes feel that sense of inferiority or whatever and she was just like oh that must be so crazy I don't see colors so I have no idea what you're talking about and I was like bitch what the fuck (laughs) like like, which is literally toxic positivity (laughs) like cunt what (laughs) wow yeah you know you've told me this but every time you tell it to me I make it like I've desensitized myself to the to what that woman did to 23 year old me you know or I think I was 25 at the time I don't know but like basically it was just like not what I needed to hear at the time and um this ties into the idea of mental health being a privilege and that like it you know for for a lot of I guess I don't I mean at the same time like one of the things that we found in the research for making this podcast is literally a Latina person who created a platform for people of color to find other or to find mental health professionals who are themselves people of color, which is like, I can't thank this person enough. Like, (laughs) thank you. But also I am still being such a baby in that I have not gone to this website yet to look for a therapist. 
for me, like jumping into the next thing, what resources have you used to help you with your mental health? I I guess for me, it's always been like journaling. I think I've been writing since I was in third grade. I've had journals and I, I wish I kept them, but I think when I reached sort of like my high school years and then sort of like into college, I, I looked for them and I threw them out. I mean, one journal I have, I have from like 2015. So I was like, at least I kept this one, but the others, I have no idea what I did with them. It was just, you know, but I didn't have resources. I didn't have people to talk to and even in high school like who do you talk to people would say oh talk to your guidance counselor and it's like my guidance counselor is like this little perky little perfect white lady who all she does is talk about how her kids are great and all this other stuff my kids are this my kids are that and I'm like oh okay I guess I only go to you for great that lady was toxically positive like she won help and like, like <laughs> bitch I don't need to hear about your perfect kids I'm trying to tell you that I'm I'm not okay right now I don't know why because I'm a literal you know sproutling of a human I'm trying to figure out stuff and everything seems kind of weird like why do we have so many homeless people and why do we have like so many food bank drives I mean I'm so happy that we're hooking up hungry people with food but I find it very upsetting that every yes. year we have to f- to try to hook people up with food. Also, why do some of my classmates get charged for food like significantly more than others? And then the ones who are charged less, if they don't have that money, then they just don't eat. That seems kind of fucked up. Like, <laughs> You know, when like, I don't know, at least for me, a lot of my sort of anxiety, agita, depression just kind of stemmed from like watching injustice happen <laughs> and being like wait a minute are you telling me it is 1997 and we haven't figured this out yet you guys <laughs> because you told me martin luther king jr fixed it all <laughs> so for me my awakening was like like probably just three or four years ago that was my awakening to to the injustices i just because we're like we grew up in a bubble vanessa we grew up so privilege and you know I don't know what the message was in your family but I know for me it was always you know I talk about this all the time and my mom still upholds this message it's like it's America you know it's like love it or leave it you know like you can't complain you you complaining about this you complain about that well then go like stop or go away or I don't know that's really interesting because get your shit together a little bit of a mixed message like Joaquina was very much like you are you know you are in school, you are learning to read, and you you need to do something with that. You know, I will I will support you no matter what you decide to do, but I really appreciate you not dating until after college. <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> you know, like like there's literally there's like you take advantage of every opportunity, you know, like get out of this kitchen, go, go read your books, go, go do something. Whereas Marcel was very much like, he wasn't oppressive like I, I don't know like he was oppressive in his own ways but he wasn't like straight out I will say no to you playing soccer because you're a girl like he was like you want to play soccer like let's get you into soccer and when I broke my thumb in field hockey he was like oh why don't you play soccer for the season <laughs> like you don't need your hands for soccer um and I had you know classmates that were girls with Mexican fathers who would not let them play soccer because they didn't want their daughters having manly legs um 
so I, I guess like in that way, Marcel wasn't oppressive and also wasn't like, I don't know, America, love it or leave it, you know, and, and in many ways, Bokina wasn't like that either. She was just mm -hmm. like America, this land where I got to learn to read and write and you're going to get to learn to read and write from a really young age and you're going to take advantage of that. You know, it wasn't like America did that for you, but like being here did that for you. I don't know. It's weird. It was, it was like, it's, kind of, I don't know. I feel like those are two different ideas of like, this country did that for you. And being in this country yeah. had gave you that opportunity. And, you know, if you take advantage of that, we'll be so proud. Whereas Mar yeah. like my dad, he's like, he, from my understanding, he sees himself retiring to Mexico. So like make the most of what you can while you can. And then I'm going to go to this country that's warm all of the time and where people look like me. And so I don't stick out, you know, where I'm, I'm quote unquote eloquent. Thorns. Um, I didn't work out every day last week and I ate really bad last week, just that week, but it's because I was in a real slump. Um, buds. So I'm really, really dedicating time right now, anytime when I'm free, when I have my eyes open to finishing up reading Mexican Gothic. Ooh, I love it. All right, my rose. Um, que estoy aplicando a nuevos trabajos, nuevos chambas. Um, I guess that's kind of a bud, but like, I think for me, it's an, like, I feel accomplished that I'm like doing the steps. I'm taking the steps. Thorn would be i hope i didn't just like rant too much about how ours are not possible for some people um <laughs> but my i guess i guess my other thorn is like i don't know i think i think that's my biggest thorn at the moment mm -hmm. mm, i guess my other thorn is like que siento siento como que necesito aplicar a nuevos chambas you know <laughs> like the fact that i'm not fulfilled right now is kind of a thorn uh-huh um and buds i guess is sort of my flowering rose this you know que estoy aplicando nuevos chambas <laughs> <laughs> and and that's it yeah so i want to uh, welcome our listeners to um some resources that we looked through we actually really sat down and you know, Vanessa and I were really looking through these. So we found NAMI, N-A-M-I, National Alliance on Mental Illness. It basically gives statistics and key terms um, about mental health, mental well-being. Um, we also have what Vanessa was mentioning earlier, Therapy for Latinx or Latinx.com, a platform for underrepresented people to find a therapist as well as more resources. Um, and then one of the ones that I've been exploring is uh, familiasinaccion.org, uh, .org, which gives more links to more podcasts, YouTube videos, and it gives you links to specific health specialists by name. So nice. I'm stoked for that. I also have another resource that I'll add to this. Um, I was having the conversation with one of my friends who um sent me a link that she used to find a therapist that because she while is not a brown person of color she identifies as lgbtq and found this resource different from the one that we have already listed but it's it's really interesting so i'll share that and they also are very upfront about like their pricing and help with pricing and sort of like you know, 
here's here's a scale of like what what is probably going to be the price so it's really nice mm-hmm. yep yep i'll share that with you onto the doc and then we can put that in the little link or sort of like description of that of the episode okay episode 